I was sitting there, and I was blocked by this uh, stamp. So don't look at me. I'm not important. What's next for you? It's a good question because we just completed uh, China and Hong Kong assignments. Yeah, we're back in the uh, lovely city of Calgary, and uh, with our uh, four grandsons and uh, oldest daughter and son-in-law. So it's a good question, but this question is for you because we are in a series. What's next? Nice to see you all come back from Calgary. Now. I've been listening to your uh, sermons and uh, visualizing when people raising hands to accept the Lord on Easter morning and uh, hearing the first sermon about those people who were baptized. So although we've been away, uh, we hope to uh, uh, feel the uh, excitement uh, going here. Next one. <coughs> Good Friday, Easter. Uh, Baptism, communion, and I think we are here on service. Yeah, next one. We are followers of Christ to serve. We've been created, saved, gifted. Pastor Scott asked, are you using your gift uh, last Sunday? Unwrapped, unused. Unthinkable, unwrapped, unused. We're talking about gifts. Unthinkable. Pastors are like can openers. We love to open. So what's inside to share? Gift is something you like to do, and other people like you to do. So please uh, don't be too selfish about your gift. Yeah, we all need it. And today I added we are empowered to serve. Next one. There are three, of course, more. We have army and uh, uh, others. You know, there are three good uh, pictures of a church, uh, especially Paul uses. Next one. First one is building. He said, you also like living stone. We also all know church is not the building. Yeah. Church is not the building. The church is like, have uh, some characteristic of a building. Yeah. Uh, being built into a spiritual house. Church is a spiritual house ever growing, and the material is a living stone, each one of us. But we have to make sure each stone is cut by the Holy Spirit to the right measurement so they fit together and together can hold the structure, can function. The church is a building. Every piece needs to be worked on. We came out from the mountain rough. We need to be prepared. So there is ongoing work of the Lord in our hearts, in our marriage, in our relationships, in our daily walk. So we are building the fit together. We are like a building. It's a spiritual uh, 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 house. And the last uh, uh, week, Pastor said, a holy priesthood. That means each one of us. You can say you're a missionary for 40-some years. That may be true. But all of us are missionaries because Jesus was a missionary and he called us to follow him as missionaries. Missionaries, as Pastor Aaron said, take journey with our neighbors. So we accompany them, not just drive them to airport and say bye-bye, but to walk with them until they enter heaven. My mother has no education 
I was in university, and she really knew I was far and far away from God. So she prayed for me every night, crying. I didn't used to go home because I didn't want to, but once a month I had to go home because I ran out of money. So once a month I spent uh, in Japan, Japanese house made of wood and paper. You can hear what's happening in offshore. When in the evening about 3 a.m. I was awakened by some sobbing voice that I realized it's my mother. And she was crying before the Lord. I could make what she was saying. My son is going away from you. May you have mercy on him. I only heard her once, but I know she was praying for me every day. And when I was 24 years old, no service, no pastor, no uh, camp. I was just in my room, and the Lord turned my heart 180 degrees. And that was the beginning of 46 years of ministry. I was saved and dedicated to the Lord by my mother's prayer. And shortly after that, she went to be with the Lord. So we are holy, we are holy priesthood. I'm unworthy. I'm just little Jimmy. And all of us have this privilege, empowered by the Holy Spirit, take a journey with our neighbor. Next one. Paul uses the word bride. Uh, Bible begins with wedding, uh, uh, Garden of Eden, finish at the wedding, a supper of Jesus and the bride. So all through is a preparation for the bride. So here teaches us, I'm jealousy for you with a godly jealousy. I promise you to one husband, of course, talking about Lord Jesus Christ, so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. Pastors have the responsibility to keep the virgin, the bride, pure. So if you sometimes ask you what's uh, uh, causing you to heart, heart to leap, uh, what is uh, uh, interrupting or what is causing you to be sad? Yeah. Please answer seriously because he's a gardener. He's a groomsman preparing the bride. Please let other people enter into your life, especially they're interested in praying for you so that there is no wrinkle in our uh, dress, there is no stain in our wedding dress. We are bride. In, in, in Jewish culture, after you get engaged, you wait until future husband completes the house. Completion only known by his father. His father will tell son, now your house is complete. Then he dash to his uh, future wife's house, and now I can marry you. So she has always be ready for the, for the groom's coming. Jesus said, I do, you do not know when I return, but I will return so that where I am, you can be also. We are bride. Then... Next one. We are body. We're all different, but we all work together. We're one unit. So Paul uses three scriptures to describe church as a body. Next one. And each time he'll talk about unity. Yeah. Form one body. Or many form one body. Or make every effort to keep the unity. Then he talks about diversity. Yeah. It is good to know different ones, get to know a different background, different characteristics. There are many parts. We have different gifts, but to each one of us, grace has been given. Then he talks about maturity. We are not only one 
We are not on diverse. We are growing. When I become a man, I put childish ways behind me. Bless those who persecute you. It is not difficult to love those who love you, but it is very difficult to pray for ISIS when they're trying to cut you off head because you follow Jesus. He's a mature Christian. People get beheaded not because they believe in Jesus, but because they will not give up. Not because they began walking, following Jesus, but because they continue on at all costs. That's why they are martyred. Become mature Christians. We will in all things grow into him who is the head, that is Christ. There is unity, there is diversity, and there is maturity. University Drive Alliance Church is a maturing missional church. And such a privilege to be part of this entity. Pastor Scott told me uh, many months ago to come here today, and I've been praying what message I can share. If there is only one message I can share, I would rather share with you about pain than pleasure. What is the greatest pain I had in China after serving for 20 years? One day I was in Vancouver talking to maybe 50 prayer warriors about China, and uh, right away I realized that they're very well informed. So I said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, maybe I should not give you a standard presentation. Maybe I should open my heart and tell you what's really hurting. They said, okay, yeah, please do that. I shared with them, we prayed together, and next morning I met a few of them uh, coming there early. So I said, did you sleep well? Like we always ask. They said, oh, no. We couldn't sleep at all. I said, were you sick? I said, no. After hearing what you told us yesterday, we couldn't sleep. He said, we've been praying for China for 30 years. So we thought maybe China is mature, maybe China is stable, so we should relax a little bit about prayer for China. But you told us something, that the Chinese church can be destroyed overnight. Something more powerful than beating, burning of the Bible, imprisonment, or the persecution. We couldn't go to sleep because now we have to work harder to pray for China. Yeah. So I really appreciated what he said. What did I tell, share with them? There's one thing which can destroy the church in China today. That is entitlement. Next one. Thank you very much. Yeah. Entitlement or empowerment. This is what University Drive Change Alliance would need to learn now, empowerment, because we're going to take journey with our neighbors, take them all the way, not just to the airport, but all the way to the kingdom of God. So we need to journey with them. There can be no distraction. There can be no deceit. The song told us, he will not let any lie stand in a way to lead us as he's coming. That is a very powerful verse. Yes. Entitlement often is based on lies. We serve a pastor. We, we work with a pastor. His name is Paul. His Chinese uh, name is Servant of God. He spent 20 years in prison, and he was almost above criticism. One time I delivered to him 6,000 local currencies, which are bought 1,000 cassette tapes. Now we don't use cassette tape anymore because then cassette tape are extremely valuable. Instead of buying 1,000 cassette tapes, he bought a suit for himself for the dress for his girlfriend. When his uh, 
immoral behavior was discovered, I went back to the network with another uh, strong leader and uh, confronted him. What makes this enemy difficult is not that this destroys you. Person who has this disease has no awareness. If you have committed adultery, you have committed murder, somehow you realize. But when you have a disease of entitlement, you do not realize that you have it. Even today, this so-called servant of God is not walking like that. It really changed me. Because there's so many wonderful uh, testimonies of God's faithful servants, but he is not. We continue to pray for Paul. Now, lest we, Paul, as we look at others, let us learn what is entitlement, what is empowerment. Next one. This concept of entitlement is best illustrated in 2 Kings through the uh, general, his name is Naaman, and through the prophet, his name is Elisha, and through Elisha's servant, his name is Gehazi, and maybe 60-year-old servant, whose name we do not know, but very appropriate to call her servant. Now, this is very interesting. Bible teaches us that he was victorious because of God. Lord had given victory to Aaron, the Syria nation. Isn't this very wonderful? Christian, non-Christian, God can use the same. Bible says King Nebuchadnezzar was God's servant. They brought uh, Daniel and other young people from Israel to Babylon to build them up as God's elite followers. Before you became a Christian, God was already working. Then it says he had leprosy. God gave him victory, got him leprosy. He didn't register with either one of them. But he heard from his servant girl that uh, there, was a, there was a cure in Israel. So he goes there with $2 million worth of silver, gold, and clothing. Next one. First response you read about him, he was angry. He went to the house of Elisha, and he would not come out. He sent a servant, Gehazi. So, sir, my master tells you, go to the river Jordan, dip seven times. Bye-bye. Now, he came with $2 million. He thought he was a big, big shot. So he was very upset, you know. He was upset with the uh, prophet's attitude. He was upset with prophet's method, and he was upset with prophet's location. Seven dips in, in this murky. If you've been to the River Jordan, it's very, very murky. So he was so upset, he was going. If you are upset for anything, Jesus told you to do it. If you are an uh, entitlement driven. When you're unhappy for anything, you think, I deserve better. Please check with the Lord, because you could be, uh, you could have an entitlement disease. Fortunately, he had good servants. They said, Father, they didn't want him to go home sick and die, and there'll be a job for the Father. If he asked you for you to do something more difficult, you know, kill a hundred lions, 
you know, or to climb Mount Everest, you would have done it, right? Yeah. What's wrong with just a simpler method? So he stopped the chariot, and he thought about it. Mm, those servants, mm, they didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go home with the leprosy. Next one. So he goes into the River Jordan once, three times, six times, seven times. Uh, Bible says he had a clean, he was clean like a young boy. Uh, there are four boys running around in a house of Calgary. Uh, their skins are very soft, especially when they're young. The younger one is Winston. Yeah. Which part of baby is softest? Have you exper experimented? Yeah. I used to think the face must be soft, right? It's not. Yeah. Must be the back, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or the bottom of the feet. Very soft. Yeah. Naaman, this rugged general, entire body got healed. This uh, word dip, often used about dipping in blood. So helping us to see Jesus' blood cleanses us. Yeah. Those people who were baptized, they went in the water, came back by the blood of Jesus. Jesus deserves heaven. He went to hell. We deserve hell, but he's inviting us to heaven because of his exchange and the price is his blood. Paul says, what do you have which you did not receive? The entitled man is forgetting where we come from even Adam and Eve forgot that they were created by God. God says, please learn obedience through this verse. Two, under two. He says, you know, we'd rather not learn obedience. We'd rather learn independence. The blood or the disease of entitlement is flowing in our veins. Next one. Naaman has a very clear conversion. See what he says. Now I know mm. that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. I worship many idols in Syria. They are false. Their eyes cannot see, their ears cannot hear, their mouth cannot talk. But your God is different. Look at me. My skin, my face. Your God is real. I'm going to go with your God. So he said, please accept gifts from your servant. He calls himself servant five times. I really like converted Naaman. We have to be likable after we become a Christian. If we are same grumpy before and after, something was missing there. Then he said, please accept our gifts. Two million dollars worth. Yeah. <laughs> now what does Elijah say? Thank you, but no thank you. What's the reason? Yeah. It's a very difficult, uh, important uh, time here. Naaman was a fisher for healing, but he didn't really understand where the power was coming from. He thought maybe from Elijah. He has to, Elijah, Elijah has to help him know. We have to help every seeker know where the power, joy, peace is coming from. We dare not compete with Christ lest our friends is confused and eventually go away from God thinking that we represent Christ. 
There was a coal mine in central China. There was a simple girl without any education. She was a timekeeper. There's a siren which goes on every morning at 9 and goes off again at 5 p.m. Nobody owns watches in this uh, coal mine. So she pulls a siren, woo, 9 a.m., everybody goes to work. They're waiting for the second siren because then they go. Another one, 5 a.m., everybody go home. They're happy. That's a simple job, but that was her job. One afternoon, for 3 p.m., Holy Spirit said to this girl, go and pull the line. So she obeyed, went to the, to the line. There was a big clock next to the line. Just before she pulled, she noticed it was only 3 p.m. So she said, dear Holy Spirit, I don't have education, but I know the difference between 5 p.m. and 3 p.m. This is 3 p.m. You're two hours early. She went back and sat down. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit prompted her again, go and pull the line. Second time, he repeated. Third time, she had to obey. I'm going to lose my job. So she pulled the line, people in the coal mine don't know what time it is, they all come out, 150 workers. When the last co-workers, uh, workers came out from the mine, there was an earthquake. The whole coal mine collapsed. Looking at the clock, it's only 10 minutes after 3. She realized this little girl saved their lives. They all rushed to this little girl, began to worship. She was a Christian. She didn't know what to do. She said, Mom, come help me. So Mother said, don't you dare worship my daughter. Jesus saved you. She was desperate in explaining, let those coal miners begin to worship the daughter. Elijah had the same predicament. He was happy. He was convinced. But now he had to tell him the truth. There is only one true God, Jehovah. And I am his servant. I'm not worthy to serve him, but he invited me. So don't give me anything lest you confuse. So you can understand later on when Gehazi asked for reward. He's making up his testimony. Whatever you do, when you have an entitlement in your life, you're not only messing up your own life, you're damaging our corporate testimony. Next, oh, oh, then he asked if he can take earth from Israel, which he hated. Now he loves it. I'm going to bring back which earth which two mules can carry. I'm going to create myself a little Israel in my land. I'm going to worship you there. I'll never forget. And uh, Elijah says, help yourself. Bring all your dirt you can. Next one. After that, he asked for another favor. He said, but may the Lord forgive your servant. Please understand what he's doing. He's such a sensitive new believer, although he's been Christian only for several hours. He said, heads up, I'm going to tell you something. When I go back to my country, uh, and when, you're, when, you're, when my master, the king, enters the temple of women, that's Assyria, to bow down, I'm a Christian, but he's not. I have obligation to accompany the king. He's going to bow before this idol, and he's going to lean on me. By necessity, I need to bow. But please remember, I'm not bowing in my heart. I'm bowing you. Isn't he cute? He thinks about God's feelings. He says, would you be hurt if I did this? If, if you did, I'll try not to bow. 
So Elisha says, go in peace. Yeah, that's enough. Do you have such a cute heart for God? Does he check what, what you do? There was a lovely couple in Calgary, Chinese Alliance Church, Paul and Helen. Well, they have three lovely daughters now. When the first daughter was born, they covenant with each other. We are never going to be late for Sunday service. Why do they do that? Because the tremendous temptation to be entitled, now we are praying, to cry as we sing, or we are late for five minutes. Sorry, Jesus, we're late for ten minutes. Yeah. Baby is become more demanding than you. What is it? It's called entitlement. So they decided. Baby's born now. We have to get up early. It's too early. We're never going to be late to worship as God in the example we're about. Do you think it's a small thing? I think it's a lovely dedication. Do you think if you're late, God hates you? God does hate you, but allow me to say that's entitlement. Next slide. <coughs> so Naaman leaves with $2 million worth of uh, gold, silver, and clothing, and Gehazi says to himself, my master was too easy on Naaman, the Syrian. Did he forget he was the enemy? Did he forget he's killed a fellow countryman? Did he forget he also come to uh, snatch our position? Now, he should have died with the leprosy. Now, you healed me. You don't take anything. That's a bad precedent. What happened after you retire? I'm in charge. And uh, when Naaman sent another soldier to come, I healed him. Can I charge him after you heal for free? This is a bad business. And he says, as surely as the Lord lives. I said, entitlement, disease person is now world. He thinks I'm doing this for God. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Elijah let him off, off the hook too easy. I know better. Yeah, okay, God, let's work together, okay? Let's squeeze every drop from this person. But he couldn't squeeze everything, so he told a lie. A master required just give us one talent, of silver, he didn't ask for gold, and two change of clothes. Naaman gave him two talents. Gehazi said, I deserve my cut. Naaman had many attendants. Elisha has only one servant. And you would think that uh, he should be free from entitlement in Elisha's home. Are you free from entitlement if your parents are pastors? If you're a fourth-generation Christian, if you go to church every week, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Next slide. <coughs> oh, <laughs> as you know, you want Naaman's silver? You want Naaman's clothes? Okay, have his leprosy also. Your family forever and ever is going to be leprosy Location. You remember Ananias and Sapphira in Acts 5. They were killed on the spot because they were deceiving the Holy Spirit. Gehazi thought he could get away from it. No. How could this beloved 
expressed. As I mentioned, entitlement diseases have no self-awareness. Gehazi's heart had leprosy, serious leprosy. He could use prophet's name, he could use God's name in vain without awareness. So God had to show him. Leprosy was nothing new. He just couldn't see. Now he could see. So he said, your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all going to have leprosy. If leprosy can save us from entitlement, that's for sure. If leprosy can remind us not to be entitlement-driven, that is a special gift. I told you before, so I don't uh, uh, go into details, but right after 9-11, I was going to the United States. And every time I fly, I make sure I get a bulkhead aisle seat. Bulkhead is the first seat, aisle is on the side. So my lo long legs can stretch out all the way to safe. One day I got on the plane, somebody was sitting on my seat. Can you imagine? <laughs> they said, oh, this lady is sick, they need your seat. I didn't know that was a rule. I said, show me where my ticket. He said, I have to give up my seat. I will not, I will not yield my seat. Yeah. And a lot of commotion this week started to cry. I said, don't cry. It's not your fault. It's the airline's fault. I didn't know airlines have police. Two policemen came because it was right after 9-11. The third police come over. Oh, I sat down. I sat down. Looked very, very innocent. Yeah, too late. Get your thing. Please come down. I said, I have to go to church. I'll be late for meeting. Come over. I went to the office. They looked at my uh, passport. Said, what do you do, sir? I dare not tell my passport. <laughs> you are you are fighting this seat with a sick lady, and you are missionary. <laughs> After long hours, they eventually let me go. My flight was already gone. Yeah, I caught uh, next flight, and I I made it to the gathering, and I thought nothing was going to happen. Next time, I have to fly to states. They put in my number. So I can, I can see the custom officer just scrolling down the screen, all the data. Okay, please come to this room. I was going to Australia with my family for my nephew's wedding. Everybody got through, only one stranger. For 12 months, every time I crossed the border, there was a long sitting. So now, anybody want my seat, be my guest. I didn't know I was so entitlement driven but now I know hope God doesn't need to give us leprosy to remind how cunning our heart is next one the real servant is this girl many believe she was only six years old so that's the best year to kidnap and make her into your own servant her parents most likely were poor there's bitterness, there's a pain, there's anger. Most likely her older sister was raped. And now she's in a strange enemy country, serving the person responsible for the entire tragedy. Is she happy that Naaman has leprosy? Is she rejoicing that now this master is going to die? In Canada, we 
seeing firecracker to celebrate. Yeah, that man is going to fall. Holy Spirit, let us see into her heart. If only my master would see the problem. If only it was strong wish. She's been praying for him every day. And what does she call uh, Naaman? My enemy, the murderer, my master. This is a journey with the neighbor in Jesus' terms. When we go to evangelize, we don't demand, we don't preach, we don't argue, we serve. She knew she was sent from Israel to Syria to be used by God. And here's her chance to pray for him every day. If only he could go see Elisha. One girl's prayer moved two nations, and Naaman was healed. His servants were convinced. Ladies and gentlemen, we're part of a growing church. We are living stones, need to be cut, fitted to be part of this building. I can appreciate all of us abstaining. I just spoke to a girl for four hours. Her mother is beautiful, entire life, even now. She's 86, and she's in nursing home. This daughter has to go visit every month, but she not, never say a word to her. We know there's a pain. We know there's a diff difficulty. We know the abuse. But that doesn't entitle us to blame God or to give ourselves license to complain because we deserve hell. That's a lot worse. And Jesus, who, who deserves heaven, came to exchange. So this girl said, I deserve worse. I'm thankful for my made position. I'm thankful I can pray for Naaman. Did Naaman's wife believe her? Yes, she did. Did Naaman believe her? Yes, she did. Did Naaman benefit the result of her prayer? Yes, he did. Did she go on a journey with Naaman until she came into the kingdom of heaven? Yes, she did. This is our invitation by Pastor Aaron. Go on a journey with Jesus. Go on a journey with neighbors until they come into the kingdom of heaven. And God will only ask you to do how you sent. She couldn't bring her parents into life. She couldn't bring her uh, a sister to, into the appeal state, but she could pray for Naaman so she could see him every day. May you respond to God as part of this wonderful church. Yes, we are followers of Jesus who serve. Let's have a closing song.
so 50 years ago, there's a young couple that went to a place called Prairie Bible College. And they spent four years there doing ministry preparation. And when they were done, uh, God put a call on their life. And it wasn't an easy call, but it was the call for sure for them to come south. And they came and began to serve in a little church called Lethbridge Alliance Church. It wasn't UDAP at that point. And they spent four years here. And during that time on staff in this church, God used James and Esther to, among a number of things, plant Chinese Alliance Church here in the city, which is our sister Alliance Church, that actually that one of their ministries meets here on Saturday afternoons. We've prayed about that and talked with you about that in the past, that they meet here uh, Mandarin ministry on Saturday afternoon. And after four years here, God called them with 